Comedian Terry Fader is at the Columbus Funny Bone. They're opening up, finally, getting going. Yeah, big week out there, man. Show tonight, two on Friday, two on Saturday, 471 Joke is the number. Terry, we wanted to have you in studio, but we didn't want to get the virus from one of your puppets. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, they would be wearing masks. So you would be okay. Yeah, you got to have a little bit with a mask on one of those tonight, right? If we come see you, you got to work in some Corona material. Absolutely, of course. And I think America got to know you, of course, on uh, America's Got Talent. Were you headlining Vegas before that? I always got the impression you were, and then you just kind of snuck on that show for a few minutes to see how you ended up winning it, and then you continued in Vegas, or was America Got Talent truly the springboard for you? No, it was actually the springboard. It was, okay. I, I was. It was unprecedented what happened to me. I was the first person ever to go from never playing Vegas before to having a headlining show at a major casino on the Strip ever in the history of Vegas. So I had I was never heard of in Vegas. I was never heard of in the uh, ventriloquist community. And I just, you know, it's one of those things where um, where I just thought I'd give it a shot. And man, did things explode for me. I didn't expect it. And the funniest thing is I was, I wanted so badly to pay comedy clubs, to play comedy clubs, but I was, I was uh, so busy playing schools and fairs and I literally 12 months out of the year, nine months doing schools and, and uh, three months doing fairs. I never was able to play comedy clubs. And so when they told me, they said, we've got a comedy club opening. I said, take it. I want to do it. I've been dreaming of playing comedy clubs since I was young. Well, you picked and, the right one. You picked the right club. That's for damn sure. It's beautiful over there, which I'm sure you've already seen. We haven't actually. Last night, oh. our, our our flight was delayed, and so we didn't get until late. But we were driving over to the area where where we're staying, and we're like, "Oh my gosh!" And my wife said, "This is where the uh, the comedy club." It says, "This is beautiful around here. I can't wait to see this place." So I'm really excited to play, and I have got some fantastic material. Very very funny um, puppets, a, a lot of different characters, and uh, it's gonna be I'm, it's gonna be a blast. I've been writing and working on this for about a month now. To, uh, to get some new material for the club and, and we're gonna, we're gonna be a lot, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Terry Fader's with us. You can see him tonight. Columbus Funny Bone. Uh, show tonight, two on Friday, two on Saturday, 471 Joke. It's funny, you mentioned puppets. I just asked Jerry, I go, hey man, what's the term? Is he gonna get like... Is it insulting? Is it insulting to like say puppets or mannequins or dolls or wh- what's the correct... <laughs> so I guess it's puppets, right? You know, yes it is. And and the funny, it's it's always made me laugh. There are some ventriloquists that will get very offended if you don't call them by their proper name. Oh, gosh, that's nuts. Term, it, it is really crazy. And the, and the technical term is, is figures, ventriloquist okay. figures. But, you know, and, and I get asked this question a lot. And the thing is, look, you can call them whatever you want. They are puppets. They do not have feelings. You can call them dummies. You can call them anything. And, and I always thought that was so funny that, that some ventriloquists are just so uh, such sticklers about that. But you know they they come to life when they're on my hand. But they but uh, as you know, oh that sounds dirty, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You and, can, you're all right on this show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the funny thing is my show is is very clean in Las Vegas, and it's very. Uh, uh, I, I actually have the uh, the number one family show in Vegas. I've won that like eight years in a row. But uh, when I found I was going to do a comedy club, and I'm going to be doing some of my more um, more risque, racy, risque, racy material. So uh, I've, I've been having a lot of fun with that too. So well, it's still not going to be flat out dirty, but it's going to be. I, I get to, sure. I get to push the envelope a little bit tonight. Sure. Well, Terry, 
Uh, I'm I'm a Vegas regular, right? And yeah. I guess I thought you'd been out there forever because when you're in the airport, you have the full two-story ad. When you're in the back of every cab, there's the billboard with Terry Fader. When you flip on the TV in your hotel room, Terry Fader, Terry Fader. So you're kind of, I mean, Penn and Teller have been out there 15, 20 years. Danny Gans, are you, you're kind of like the new Danny Gans of Vegas, I guess? I am. In fact, I went to see Danny Gans in 2005, and I looked at what he was doing, doing impressions. I mean, he's, he was doing arenas. He was, yeah. and, I thought, and I thought, I can do this. And I thought, you know, I don't want to be known as Danny Gans White, so I'll put together a show that's similar to his, but I'll have my puppets do the impressions. Never in a million years dreaming that it was going to explode like it did. And, uh, you know, I, when I went on America's Got Talent, when I auditioned for it, I, I had no intention of winning. I just wanted to get more people to come see me or, or make it easier to book at elementary schools. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Terry Fader's well, with us. Good for you, man. The, the Funny Bone this weekend, starting tonight with a show, 471 Joke. So when you, and, and if people don't know you or are not familiar with you, you have a lot of different voices, puppets, and comedy bits with them. So if you do a show in the Funny Bone here in Columbus, what do you limit it to? And how many different damn suitcases are you picking up at the, tur- at the uh, carousel there? <laughs> We were really able to do well. I got three of my soft puppets into um, one su- big suitcase, and then I have two hard puppets that uh, that we had to have their own big, giant, uh, you know, these, these huge cases. And then I had to bring also some of my other stuff, like uh, like I had to bring uh, my, my own stand and, and uh, some different things like that, because it's just, you know, with the way I do it, a lot of ventriloquists will just, you know, they don't really care about the stand, but... I, I need a really nice sturdy stand because I stand there right next to the puppets. And, you know, the key to being a really good ventriloquist is if your characters come to life when, you know, if you forget that I'm standing there, I'm doing my job. And that's something that'll definitely happen through all the shows this weekend uh, is that you're going to get lost in this, in, in the illusion. I do over 200 uh, singing voices. I can sing like pretty much anyone from uh, Frank Sinatra to Justin to Bieber. share. To- uh, yeah, yes, I can do. I'm look. I'm looking on YouTube here. Yeah, you do everybody. Hey, how do you? I'm curious, Terry. So if I could turn back home, if, if <laughs> let him do it, Jerry, not you. Yeah, he's the pro. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're doing. Let's say I'll, I'll give you an example. You're a tr- your your Trump puppet. Fantastic, the character, right? Do you yeah. even worry when you do this and you're introducing a new character, let's say in the beginning of the Trump, were you worried about, oh, it doesn't sound close enough to Trump, or is it just about the jokes? Do you beat yourself no, up you if know, it's not close enough? No, you know, you're, it's an interesting question because Trump is, is the one puppet that I cannot do the actual impression of when I'm doing it without moving my lips. So, you know, because when you're doing Trump, you're like, it's going to be fantastic. We're going to have the greatest... This is going to be the greatest sure. comedy show you've ever seen in your life. You have to purse your lips to do that. And and when you're doing ventriloquism, you can't do that. You have to keep your mouth almost completely closed. So no matter how hard I tried, I could not get that, that you know, where he's got his lips kind of pursed like that. <laughs> so, I just, so I just really made it about the jokes. And, and so um, – 
So and, that was the one. But usually, I'm very, very. I'm a, I'm a huge stickler about making sure the voice sounds as good as possible. And luckily, I have a wife who is very honest with me, and she'll come to me and she'll be like, "That doesn't. That voice didn't sound good tonight." Like, thank you for uh, telling me. And then leave it to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good because sometimes I can't tell. And yeah, that it's getting off a little bit, and she'll. She'll be like, you know, your voice here, Nat King Cole tonight didn't sound good. And I'm like, oh, thank you, honey. Thank you. And I'll immediately go home and I'll start working on Nat King Cole. Okay. Well, here's a question for you. So I was watching on YouTube again uh, that bit. You were a classic rock station. The Elton John, David Bowie bit that you do, one on each side of you, you're in the middle. And, I mean, the voice, is it easier to do singing impressions than just flat out an impression? Yes, in fact, I would think it would be. Yeah, yes, that is what my um, my specialty is. I don't do as many speaking impressions as I do singing impressions. Right. But uh, but if you're classic rock station, man, you got to look up my carry on my wayward son where I did. And I kind of blew myself away on this one because I when I decided I've been doing full length songs on my uh, on my all of my socials and I'll, I'll post these things on these socials. And I'm telling you, man, um, I couldn't believe I could do that without moving my lips, but I can actually hit those notes without moving my lips. And I did the background vocals, too. In fact, my puppet, Dougie Scott Walker, he's my stoner puppet, so he's the one who listens to your station. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, he, uh, uh, he makes fun of me because he says, man, I think, I think it says, dude, I think I was like, I was having like this dream and I could hear your background vocals. And I told him, I said, no, I did those background vocals, you know, but I did, I didn't. And I really did not move my lips when I was doing the background vocals because I wanted them to blend with, uh, with Dougie. So uh, folks need to look up my socials and you'll see some of these, these that I've been doing this, this past week. Um, trying to think of, Oh, I did. Uh, I did. I can't help falling in love with you by Elvis. And I did it all without moving my lips. So, so it's a lot of fun to watch it and look at some of those. I, I decided nice. since coronavirus came along that I was going to start doing full-length songs with puppets. And so if you go to my YouTube, it's youtube.com slash Terry Fader. You can, you can find a, a lot of those. I've been releasing them all yeah. the time. And I, I, and I also did Under Pressure with... Uh, with uh, Bowie, Queen. Yes, with David, with Do- David Bowie, and I, did, and I played Freddie Mercury. And I, and I did not do that with a puppet. I had to. I had to move my lips for that. The Freddie Mercury is just too high to do without moving my lips. <laughs> you know, Although you could. I'm working on it. You could blow people away at a karaoke night. Just when everybody's drunk, <laughs> slip into a place at eleven at night and and hit three or four. <laughs> or you could the standing ovation every time, man. I actually have. I actually <laughs> have done that. So, my wife and I have been out with our family, and and uh, we'll be uh, you know go to a karaoke bar, and I'll sit down and start singing Michael Jackson, and people will actually come up to me and be like, "Dude, you really you need to like do that for a living." <laughs> hey Terry, when was uh you know because you mentioned you go from like playing high schools and then you America's Got Talent and then you're doing a huge Vegas show. Do you remember? And if you don't, it's okay. Just give us another example of you doing your show in Vegas early on, and then holy crap, there's a humongous celebrity watching you. Oh, I can absolutely. The, the one there have been a lot of celebrities that have been to my show: Jay Leno, Ray Romano, and uh, you know David Spade. And the reason is that they played my theater. They were actually performing at my theater after my show. And but uh, the one that that like totally knocked my socks off because I did not expect it. Um, I, I get finished with my show, and and one of the ushers comes in and says, Mel Gibson was in the audience tonight. And I'm like, "Are you, really? Mel Gibson was in the audience. He was actually, it was 
one of the worst movies I have ever seen in my life. I think it was called The Beaver. And apparently he yeah. was researching because he had this, this puppet stuck on his hand, and he ended up having to saw his hand. I remember the movie, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, God. It was a horrible movie. <laughs> but he uh, he actually had come there to research, and, and he looked up, like he said, I just looked up on the Internet and, and looked for uh, – Look for puppets and, and ventriloquists and puppeteers, and your name came up. And he drove up with his son uh, from 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 Hollywood to uh, to watch me at in Vegas. Interesting, so that really blew my mind. But yeah, I had a lot of celebrities uh, that came out to the show. I got I would get notes from Etta James before she passed. Uh, Tony Bennett had seen you know some of the things, and I do I do Etta James and Tony Bennett in, in my show in Vegas. So. Uh, so it's a lot of fun hey, to hear from people. So Terry, which one died? Was it Siegfried or Roy? It was uh, Roy. Yes. Roy passed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And that's the good thing about me is that I don't. My puppets have zero chance of attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> what theater are you at in Vegas when uh, next time I'm out? Uh, I. You know what? We don't know yet. You're between theaters. Yes, I am. Actually, the uh, the Mirage is closed down, so it's it hasn't even reopened. And so we're negotiating with another one of the other theaters that is open. And Go over to the win. A good place for us. Uh, well, you know that's one of the ones that's open. Yeah, that's I, beautiful. No, I know. Yeah, I love the win. That's a beautiful place. But my uh, my agent is uh, out there talking to them right now, trying to work out a new place that's uh, that's open. And I'm so happy that you know I think that it's a great time for people who have been stuck in, like you know, like all the rest of us. I'm so excited because this first show, first live show I've done since early March. Oh wow! So, okay, uh, very. Cool. Oh my! And it's tonight yeah. at the Funny Bone, and then two Friday, two Saturday, folks. You want to see a big time uh, Vegas production and a super talent? Four seven one joke is the number to call for your reservations, or of course you can just make them online at columbusfunnybone.com. Hey Terry, good luck to you, and God bless, man. I couldn't be happier for you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited, and we're going to be bringing a little bit of Vegas right here to Columbus. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you will definitely be seeing Elvis tonight. So. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. <laughs>